everyone. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I'm your host, JP, joined by co-host Man the Myth right there, Mr. Nick Martin. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I see you wearing the tank top today. It's a little bit cooler here in Southern Oregon. That surprises me. Yeah, well, I just got done in the gym. I got the COVID shot yesterday, and the lady that jabbed my arm said, uh, go to the gym. It's going to make you feel better. She lied. She, yeah, dude, this is your second shot, right? <laughs> No, this is, I did the Johnson to Johnson. So it's, it's the one and done. Okay. Well, I can't speak of such things. I don't know. I, I can't touch my arm. It hurts so bad. Well, yeah, that happened can, with me on, on the second I can shot. Right about here. It yeah. felt to me like Tyson came up and just death glowed yeah. my, my shoulder. It's this is like a, a, a glimpse into the future of when Berkman beats me up. <laughs> we'll touch on that in a little bit today on the show, man. I've been looking forward to this day for a couple of months, man. Um, these guys reached out to DadCast, and you know, after falling down a rabbit hole of social media and research on these guys, I, I, I there was it was no doubt I had to have them on. Um, really, really talented fellas. Let me introduce to you first, Doctor. Yes, it's true, an actual doctor, Doctor Peter Michael Plord, aka Pro, aka Professor, aka Professor Lyrical, aka Lyrical. How you doing, man? How are you? Great, man. You covered them all right there. I appreciate that. That was thorough. Hey, well, I, I try to be. I try to be. I'm just. I just say JP. I hope I'm good. Well, that's fair. You know, I keep it simple, man. All right, all right. And also the other half of pro quo quo, Mr. J Cruz. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. JP, Nick, thank you guys again so much for having us on the dad cast. It is an honor and a blessing. Yes. Well, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it. It Still sounds weird. Everyone's saying they're honored to be on this little old show. All right. Well, as you guys are aware, the premise of DadCast is we try to talk all things dads, our path, our journey, our life as fathers, and to obviously lift up uh, the other dads out there who uh, may be struggling, maybe have questions on how to do this thing right. And uh, well, that's what we're going to do. Now, if we do go off the rails, understand we do it every show. Um, it could happen. So we good? We are hundred percent okay. Man. All right, yeah. we're also going to talk. You might have some background noise on my end. My wife's moving around, but we're going to be. I'll be muting myself. Oh, ditto, man! I've got wiener dogs <laughs> and kids all going. It's the last week of school, yeah, my, man. It's the my last. Door can or, bust open at any time with the little man himself. So it's know. the last okay. week of summer. So they are. Right. They, they are. They've got it. They're, they're redlining. They're trying to redline the fun meter out here, and uh, and finish this whole summer off thing strong. Uh, hopefully, we get mm-hmm. in person school though. I mean, that's. Mm. It's looking like coming down the pipeline, it might be a social distancing and again back at home again. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle another year of that. I know. What we about- just got an email from our school district saying, get prepared for at-home learning again. <sighs> but you start, you're starting out virtual or no? They, they have yeah, that's, that's what the email said, that uh, with uh, the amount of COVID cases we've had in Jackson and Josephine County recently, yeah. that they're looking at possibly doing uh, virtual learning again. Yeah. Lyrical oh, 16 year old like daughter's like, Dad, I need my friends. I'm like, I know I need you to go need your friends. <laughs> <laughs> we we need you out. It's been yes. all it's been 18 months of them in the house. And don't get me wrong, man. I love my yeah. kids. They're my life. They're they're the greatest thing in the world. But for our sanity, they need to be out. And and also for you know, our life as far as supporting them, you know, juggling having them home and all that for a whole year and a half. We got through it and now I can't even imagine. Well, well, we'll cross that bridge if and when the time comes, Nick. Lyrical. Yeah, sir. The question to start off 
the official yes. question. I think I know it. Yes, <laughs> you do. It's a rite of passage. I have it. I have it down. Are you a dad? I am a dad. Yes, I am a dad to an amazing son. His name is Henry James Jones Plord, and he's eight years old, and he is my absolute joy. Oh, that sounds great, man. Eight years old. My daughter's eight. She's uh, my son is 11. Uh, so I'm right that. there with you as far as the time guy. frame. Uh, quote, I, I, might, I might go into ask, talking and saying, Jay, I might say Mr. Cruz. I, I, you never can oh, tell with these things. Uh, are you a dad? You know it. And let me tell you something. I like your ring, man. You got a good ring on it. Oh, look at that thing, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> hey. But I'll tell you, I have a... Nothing wrong with uh, platinum, too. <laughs> no, no, I'm wrong with platinum, but the black, you know, especially when the wife buys it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> true too. <laughs> but I have yes, an 11 year old stepdaughter. Um, her name is Raya, and I have a three year old daughter, Remy. Who I'll tell you what, if you don't know nothing about animal books, <laughs> don't know nothing about <laughs> some puzzles, some Ariel, yes. some Minnie Mouse. Oh, oh it's beautiful. I've learned a lot over the past year and a half. I know about all that stuff, and then some. Yeah. These days, I'm learning a whole lot about Roblox. Oh, I was just going to say, mm. I mean, you said eight years old, 11. I'm like, hey, how's Roblox treating you? Right? It's not wait to be where you guys are at. I'm at Baby Shark and Coco Melon oh, right now. Oh, I still got Baby Shark and Coco Melon, bro. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. And, oh, my gosh. We, got, we, we went shopping last Baby night. Shark, we no, the, the, gummy, the gummy song, too. Check yep. the gummy song. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we're shopping last night, and my little one-year-old, in the shopping cart, we're walking by the clothes, and he sees a baby shark pajama outfit. And he's like, mm. shark, 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 shark. And, of course, I'm a sucker, so I buy it. <laughs> and, like, he hasn't put the thing down. It's crazy. I don't get it. And you I got understand. a whole fleet of them at home, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I do. You got, you got the Brady Bunch going on. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He almost I got through. Even, he almost got through the whole six. thing. And then, boom. Yeah, I was almost New done. kid. I was like, yeah, I got it. I did it. That's, that's major props. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> now, Lyrical, Sorry. I don't know if you noticed, man, but I, I changed my background today just for you. Can you can you, can you figure out where I'm hanging out right now? I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Now, now I, I would say this about backgrounds, too. I feel a little kind of weird because, like, I'm half soundproofed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and this is real. So this is. I'm in the half soundproof, but you didn't have to go to all that trouble for me, man. I, I feel, uh, dude. I feel Nick, Nick background is owning it, man. You are owning it. Yeah, but Jay, let's talk about JB. I've got the GI Joes, the Ninja Turtles. I've got the I got the baby getting ready for when he's eight years old. <laughs> I'm like. And that, that's my problem at the store. I'm like, oh, babe, there's some G.I. Joes. We need them. <laughs> if I were in my actual studio studio, the background would looking pretty good. But we're at home in the makeshift studio with the Zoom meeting. So I I keep doing different backgrounds to, to suit my my leisure. And trust me, you don't want to see what's <laughs> it's just a green screen and then a Tesla, which is pretty damn cool. Don't get me wrong. But hey, it's, absolutely. So we actually need to do a podcast with just the green screen and the Tesla. That's actually kind of a cool well, idea. Again, I do it every time. Yeah, I could yeah. just, I can, if I just dish it over just a tad, there you, there's, you know. There you go. Ooh, oh, what? What? Okay. <laughs> I ain't lying. I love it. I ain't kidding. I love it. But no, I, you. You, posted a, about, you posted a video four days ago on YouTube and uh, your, your, uh, your Yoda impression in your, in your Kermit. And you, you said you're a huge Star Wars fan. So <laughs> I'm like. There's no way you knew that unless I'm looking at him like, how does he know this? All right. So, yeah. So, so, so I'm in the Death Star for you today. Absolutely. I appreciate, that. I appreciate it. I wasn't sure if I told you. I was like, how does he know? I was like, I'm looking behind me. I'm like, this is Star Wars on a poppin'. In another but, life, uh, I did collections. So I, I'm really good at finding stuff. 
So my thing is oh, like this. Right? I, I love the nostalgia. Yeah, and by the way, I saw the nostalgia piece, by the way, at the uh, out in, was it Vegas? <laughs> the back to the yeah, 80s yeah, cafe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy, crazy. Right. And I, I like the I like the slight this to the food. You kept it real. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> like, hey, man, just got to be honest. It actually, you should have seen the full version before I edited. It, it was a lot worse. And as I'm editing, I'm like, I, I should probably be polite. I might be back. People got to respect the integrity. So I respect yeah. that. But but as far as far as the, the whole star wars thing it's like i did impressions the only two things i was doing when i was a kid was was really rapping and being i'm an only child as is my son and like i had to find something else right and so i'm watching you know muppets and all that kind of stuff and it was going through all that stuff and just trying to do the impressions and i was putting it in my music doing all kinds of stuff and i I stumbled upon kermit the frog which i was able to kind of kind of nail so now i'm on this promotion campaign i'm like look i rap and i do kermit the frog right so I'm like, put the two together. Someone's got to make a shout out to Disney for me. Cause I'm like, hi, ho, Kermit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's in, but it dawned on me that, that I'm like, out of the blue, I just had the, had the Yoda shirt on and out of the blue, you know, my son and Jay always calling me Yoda. He's calling me Yoda. I like, do call him Yoda often, quite often. People. So it led to one thing that leads to another, leads to another. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't even think of this as this huge monstrous Star Wars fan. I'm like, it's the same voice. This is Frank Oz. I can yeah. probably do Yoda. Right. And because I can do Grover <laughs> here, you know, <laughs> and, and Grover. Yeah, man. Han, man. I love that. One fifteen, right there. That's, that's, that's precious. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a desk light. It's yeah. I got all kinds of crap lying around here. If you want to start, start doing that whole thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I just stumbled into it and was like let me try it let me just try doing yoda so i was looking up some yoda quotes because you know some of his are way out there so you have to look them up to be sure but i was like well i, I gotta think of something what is what was a good one yoda says like do or do not there is no try there is no try <laughs> right so i'm like i gotta put this together with the rap and be like you're the rap flipping the ribbon and showing nobody has ever been able to you know what I mean but now he sounded he sounded too much like an Indian Yoda there right, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> who needs a cough on. drop practice yeah 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 but, you know, I'm, I'm working on it so I'm just uh, <clears throat> salute to the Death Star man have you guys now speaking of your Star Wars and and both of you as far as your your child's your, your childhood and the things you enjoyed um, any of that bleeding over into your children or are we just too far apart and everything is so different now? Like I tried my damnedest to get my kid to like transformers and right. Just wasn't happening. That was my generation. You know, it was ours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, trial yeah. and error. What do you think, Jay? As I got, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, own. man, I, I got lucky. So uh, the first thing I did was I got onto the Disney movie club <laughs> and I got all the classics. And then when Disney plus came out, it was perfect because I signed up for that right away. Right. And my daughter fell in love with every single one of them. And I knew that that was the foundation of my music from the wizard of Oz to all the other Disney classics with the singing in there. So I started right from the time she was able to watch TV and um, she loves them all to this day. But there is certain ones that she has evolved into, like Wizard of Oz. She just started like saying, okay, I'll sit down and watch 45 minutes of it. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, uh, I, yeah, I, that's that's what I did with the movie thing. I had to sneak the Wizard of Oz. I, I, I snuck that in when we had real, it was real windy. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what to put on. So he, he did like the 45 minutes of the Wizard of Oz too. He, he was like, these graphics are kind of OP daddy. Like that's his big slang <laughs> word, you know, OP. And, uh, but for me, no, nah, I, I hit it with uh flash. Like I've, I've been taking him as a math professor. I've been taking him to the museum of science. 
since he was born. My schedule was very conducive to in the mornings, like going in, checking out the Museum of Science. And I would take him to play with like the gravity machine, you know, shout out to Boston and Cambridge. But, um, you know, I would take him in there since he was super young. And so he's always been around math and science. And so as a, as a byproduct of that, he sci fi for him is like his, his wheelhouse. That's his joint. So he's watched like every, and because of COVID having this extra time, he's watched, like he binge watched pretty much. This is right? good dad one-on-one, right? He binge watched <laughs> like the flash and he loves Avengers, all things Avengers. So I had to sneak him, not really sneak him. All right. I know my wife's going to watch, but she basically when, when Endgame came out, I had to do it. I was like, look, I understand there's a lot of violence, but Endgame doesn't have a lot of blood. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take one for the team and I'm going to go out and I'm going to preview the movie, right? Gonna, of course. Done that, oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Dad 101, right? Right. We'll preview the movie. That's a good so dad right come, there. That's it. So that you can come home to the wife and say, look, hey, I previewed it. She wasn't really having it, though. She was like, I don't look. I think that movie's just a little. And this is when he was like six, right? Yeah. And so I did it. I found a couple of scenes where it was a little, you know, like when Thanos is getting the neck chopped off or whatever. I was like, OK, maybe I'm going to cover his eyes there, take him to the bathroom. So I went with the cover of his eyes. And that was my disclaimer. I, could, I did it. My wife was out of town traveling. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, he mm-hmm. loved the movie. She said, what movie? Like, oh, you know, I had him take him to the thing. She's like, what? I was like, no, no, no. Remember the disclaimer? I saw it. I covered his eyes. So, but he he loves it, man. He loves it. You mentioned uh, you guys are from Boston. Yeah. All right. I uh, when I was doing going down that rabbit hole, and and I would think you may have been told this before, but if not, and I'm the first, cool. uh, But pro, you very much sound a little bit like John Cena rapping. Have you ever heard that before? I can't. You know, I think it's a compliment. I've got that twice. Yeah. But okay. Look like John Cena. And I was like on cloud nine. Like I, I had the hat doing, you know, this thing. Right. Giving, I got to give it the, the hip hop. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Right. And, and you know, got coming to, you know, they were like, yo, is that John? I'm like, yeah, that's John Cena. Right. No, I was like, but, but I, I appreciate it. I take that as a compliment. No, it's, it's. A, uh, in the mannerisms and how you speak and, and also in, in, in how you rap, because then obviously that's not John Cena's main thing, but mm. um, you know, his theme song for intro, I, I just, yeah. I found so many similarities and I'm like, I wonder if that's just the well, accent in locale. He's, yeah. It's uh, partly, I mean, he's actually good friends with another rapper from our area named esoteric and uh, esoteric and him have done some stuff together. And Esoteric was like homie from back in the day. You know, we're all from generally the same area. I originally from, I was born in Lowell, Massachusetts. Jay had spent some time in Lowell as well, too. And then my wife was living in Somerville, which is right outside of Cambridge. I moved to Cambridge when I started doing teaching and, and music a little bit more heavily. And uh, Jay and I's connection was through Somerville. But the thing is, every area has its own locale. And for me, I'm always on the record saying the Boston accent is is tough and it's acquired. I, this is me covering it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this is me. I, I, I sometimes listen back to my interviews or talking or whatever, and I'm like, oh man, I'm really letting those hearts drop. I gotta, I gotta, you know, come a little come, so people can understand me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I've adapted over the years, and it's kind of you know dripped out a little bit. So, um, but we all can turn it on. Boom. You know what I mean? So that's it. Good yeah, stuff. Definitely, I worked very hard getting mine out as a kid you know i didn't like cats like cooties uh, get that out i was like where the r at yo <laughs> car you don't but you the don't. one thing that i found is that when when we say quarter that's the quarter, quarter. i don't know yeah quarter like i that, i can't 
say it different. <laughs> Your I, father needs to take out the trash and the garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, when I'm a Southern California kid, so I've got you know uh, a quarter. I mean, that's it. Yeah. You know, and for a while there, it would you know there, there are lots of bros and dudes. That that still that still slips into my vocabulary almost every single day. I even text it out now. It's oh, it's yeah. it's worse where we are. I mean, it's like shorts turn into shots. You know, <laughs> but, when, but authentically, it's not like I had to try to say it like that. But if you'd be in conversation and be like, "Put on your shots," you know, and you're like, "What did you say?" Because <laughs> years removed from it, you're like, "Were we really saying shots the whole time?" And you get older, you travel, you do some shows, you go to college, whatever, and you're like. People looking at you funny. After a while, you have to throw some R in there. That, that Jay, that's gonna be the next track. Put some R in there. You know, like it. It. Like write that. it down. <laughs> throw some R. Speaking of shows, Jay, uh, mm-hmm. you guys have recently dropped an album in July, which I actually had access to. Uh, lyrical. I don't know if he told you this, and I hope I'm not getting him in trouble. But he he let me preview the whole dang album before it dropped, and. Um, admittedly not a huge hip hop guy. I'm more of a classic rock, rock and roll dude. Um, Mm -hmm. but don't get me wrong. I love me some, some good, some good hip hop and good, and good production, that production value. That's where I lie. And that album is just so good. I don't know who does your production or whatnot, but it is so good. And this is coming from a radio guy who has listened to so much stuff to come into him over the last 20 years. Hey, play this on the radio. Hey, do you you like this? You know, I'm one of those guys that we're given a lot of music to. And I'll tell you what, man, if I was running a a top 40 station, a hip hop, R and B, you name it, whatever, um, probably seven or eight of those tracks, I would have no problem immediately putting on there. Tell us about that. Do you guys have any shows coming up? This is, this is your time to promote that. Yeah, definitely. So instant brotherhood is the name of the album. It's, our group name is Pro Quo. Um, again, Pro is on the bottom. I am up top, Quo. And um, reality was that when COVID hit is kind of when this whole theory opened up where I said, man, I'm seeing life happen for so many other people in a negative way. And I'm like getting positive affirmations in my life to say, I love my wife. I love my children. Like, thanks for that. Where I'm seeing the opposite for a lot of other people. So it opened my mind past my immediate family and my cousins and aunts and uncles. And I said, man, I got producers I've been friends with for 15 years. MCs I've been rapping with for a long time. And I started to realize what I really had. So this album is a collective effort um, with producers ranging from the Netherlands to France to Germany to a bunch of uh, states in the United States. And we came together with the vision of you know, we are brothers in this and this is long term and it's a it's bigger than us kind of thing. You know, created the whole album clean because we were thinking about our children. The majority of our producers, they all have kids. So it was very um, eye opening for me. And thanks to Pro for really kind of putting it out front with the with the custom, because I was like, oh, you know, I'll do it here and there whatever. But as soon as I realized, you know, there's no need for it. You know, I don't want my daughter having a look back and listen and grow up listening to that. But I, I can make the difference. I'm going to be that difference, you know? So that's the album just in, encapsulated. But Pro, what else you got to add to that, man? Yeah, man, that's 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 a real good uh, summary. Uh, the shirt I'm wearing actually has the logo on it. And all, you see around on the outside, there's the names and those are the names of all the producers. So we wanted to put those producers, like you said, they did crazy work. Mm. And Jay's being real humble too. Um, he engineered the whole album, um, mm. with the exception of like one track, the la- the very last track on it, um, which is actually a remix of a track that Jay did engineer as well, uh, which was our first single before the album. Um, so um, 
the whole album is like a manifestation of like his vision. You know what I mean? And I'm no, notoriously bad for working with other people. A lot of times I've worked with my own groups and as a solo artist, but I wasn't real big on collabs for a lot of time only because of the space that I occupy. Like I'm a lyricist first and foremost. I do also spoken word. I do rap battles and I've done this for like my whole life. It's, it, you know, in terms of like childhood, all I wanted to be was like a lyricist and, um, becoming one it's like you get set in your ways you know and when it comes to shows and all this stuff having to rely on too many people all the time or waiting for somebody to get their verse done or whatever i'm like yeah you know what i can rely on me and i know that i'm doing a lot of college shows as a, as a professor now whatever i get booked a lot of times to come speak and you know talk whether it's talk about math science faculty development which i also direct that you know at, at my college so all this stuff, I need to be nimble and be able to get in there and get out, you know, go do my one show, fly back the next day. And, you, you know, you get these moving parts. It's tough. So having a quality kind of production team ahead of time, Jay was so organized and he had the vision. He's got a heart of gold. And uh, so working with him is like super easy. And so, yeah, we put it together, started our own live cast show, pro quo show. And uh, that has been during COVID what has really sustained us. It's been our release. We do it Friday nights. It's kind of, you know, it's me and him talking behind the scenes, but doing like y'all are doing, just putting it all on blast for everybody to hear what's the process. We share sometimes an unreleased track. So because of COVID, a lot of our shows that we normally would be doing following up an album have been stunted. We're, it's really touch and go right now with even booking the new college season. Right. Uh, we, we did get a chance to recently do one, but it was virtual, you know, um, a college show. We did one live show. Um, you know, starting to promote the album. In Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah, we have another one next week that trying to still connect the dots I'm booking us for. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to actually be able to do it. So it's tricky with like what you can do and can't do in COVID and like how the show. Yeah, because like Paul was saying, too, he's, a, you know, I'm in New Hampshire, close to Massachusetts. He's in Virginia. So yeah, you know, I teach in like DC down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So yeah, I'm at UDC and, uh, you know, and I'm in Alexandria, Virginia. So it's like putting us together we can really only fly out and travel for the shows that make a lot of sense yeah. and that are safe with families. You know, I mm. obviously an eight year old can't be vaccinated or whatever. And you got to worry when you come back in, you know, so it's taking all that into consideration, but we're hoping for the best. We all are, you know, whether it's school or travel, um, it's starting to emerge and, you know, hopefully people can be sensible about it and we can, we can make more work, but we love in the virtual space, a lot of, you know, podcasts like these and so forth have been great. And we appreciate all the support. Today is yeah, August. Actually, sorry, Nick. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we actually started jumping into the the live stream thing. So we do events on the side, and we did one Friday night. That was it was kind of cool. We had, we were we were going to have a big in person crowd, and because of the COVID situation, we chose to do family and friends only. And so I think there was like ten people in the crowd, mm-hmm. and then live streaming. It was it ended up being a really cool event. The bands so loved cool. it. Um, we got another one coming up in September, and then another one in October. So yeah, and a weird. Dealing you need, with you need some rap in there. We might be there with you. So. Dude. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about that. Cause I want to see, cause you guys can do it from where you're at and we cool. can just live stream it through our, our avenues and stuff. And kind or of better it. yet, we could fly them out and, and we could meet them in person and they could do <laughs> it on go. the stage. We could do that. The, the, I wouldn't mind going to Boston though, so we could go. To oh, Boston. hey! I, now with me being in, in DC and him being there, I'm looking for excuses all the time. You guys aren't we're, Patriot we're like, fans, are you? 11, I'm kind of thinking you're not Patriot fans, are you? Oh, oh, no. He came and asked about the goat. <laughs> oh, no. He wants to bring it to the goat right now. It's, it's yeah. like, so we have, I'll say this, Jay. I'll say my answer. I, I, yeah, I you say yes or no. Yours is, 
we're, we're, we're a Tom Brady family. Is what okay. I say. We're a Tom Brady family. For so you're like the Bucks now is what you're saying. Absolutely. Like, okay. we got, we, I got no shame in my game talking about like we will. I was watching free Bucks games because I got to pay to watch the Patriots. And I, I they they re up you automatically. I just get the re up for the Pats. So I had to ask my wife, who loves the Pats like nobody's business. I'm like, are we really doing the re up thing when half the games are nationally televised and there's no goat mm. anymore? I mean, we're, I'm not saying we're not Pats fans because we are. Right. But it's a, it's watching Tom Brady when you're out of state. It's a lot easier because all those games are now televised. You know what I'm saying? So my son is yeah. growing up a Brady fan. He's like, Daddy, I want to watch Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So I'll tell you what, are. man. I, I hold a lot of ill will. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> you should. And I shouldn't actually, I shouldn't, (laughs) but so, so I'm going to, I'm going to preface this and start. And I think you'll understand completely once I tell you, and you might already know, um, I am a Raider fan. So it was a snowy day back in 2002 rest is history. From that point on, (laughs) I I decided I I didn't hate Tom Brady. I just, I hated the refs and I hated that call, but it was the team that played. And then that ridiculous 20-year success story, which I applaud. It's amazing. It's probably never going to be seen again in sports. And I mean, yeah, yeah. How, how can you – I don't hate Tom Brady at all. In fact, I how, – how could you? That's just the story behind that man. He's still doing it at the level he's doing it is Absolutely. unbelievable. But you can't, you can't damn it, I hate yeah. Tom Brady. It's like – I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I am a New England boy, yep. New England native. But the only time I ever was a fan, like a super fan in football, was Detroit Lions when Barry Sanders was running. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was at some times where that was the Patriots it. were just coming into their thing, too. You know, it was right. Because yeah, like, Bledsoe was playing. Yeah, Bledsoe yeah. was at that point, I think. And that was when, like when we started being respectable. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, you got to remember, like, here's the here's the real history of being a Pats fan, right? Our games were blacked out when we were kids. If we wanted to watch the Patriots, those games were blacked out because the prevailing theory was, hey, no one goes to see the Patriots. If we black it out, we'll make people have to go buy tickets right? Right. and go down to the old crappy Sullivan Stadium, which was like a high school, you know, stadium compared to obviously what Gillette is. Right. And so it was embarrassing. Like even watching that stadium was embarrassing. We were the laughing stock of the league. I mean, we never won, you know, and so when we got led so he started getting a little hope and then with brady man it's been a long time coming for us so a lot of us are, are rowdy and crazy about it because you got to understand the suppressed um you know winner oh. inside of us has, has finally been able to come out i understand wholeheartedly i'm a raider fan so yes. it's <laughs> but that's snowy day there was the, yeah, <laughs> it was one snowy day. from that point forward yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know you so the, the success that that team had for me was well before I, I was six, seven years old when they lost their when they won their last Super Bowl, and then from there it's been it's been pretty bad for a long, long, long time. So I totally get that, man. Sorry, I didn't mean I, to bring I, up I sports. A, I, no, man, I rocked a lot of Oakland Raiders stuff. I had the hats. I had yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the uh, what was it? The starter jacket. Well, that was my favorite. Did you did you ever uh, delve in the realm of gangster rap when you were younger? Uh, yeah, I was raised on it, man. Okay, well, then there you go. That's the prerequisite. <laughs> yeah, if you I mean, don't you have, have a starter jacket. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, had yeah. to. And if you didn't have the hat, you were laughed upon, man. Right. Oh, man. We're big Celtics fans, too. We talk about Celtics quite a lot. Oh, I'm gosh. A, I'm a huge Tatum fan, and uh, I'm I still pulling for IT. Man. I'm hoping by the time we see some more of your next shows, man, we're going to be talking about IT, IT? and uh, talking about how he's back in the league, so... Um, I don't know if the Celts are going to get him, but I think his story's crazy. And uh, we all watched what he did um, basically on 
you know, um, adrenaline, you know, just carrying them to the finish line or as close as he could get to it. Just amazing, man. And just to see that dude uh, still trying, it's just motivational just to even watch him, you know, at 5'9", 32 years old, hip injury, loses his sister. It's just crazy. It's like hard not to root for him, you know, so. Yeah. Did you, did, did you check out the uh, the Jordan Farmar episode we did? No, I did I not. Saw, I, I, did. I saw that. Though. I, I, saw I did that. not see that. What am I? What am I sleeping on? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you go back and check it out. But uh, <laughs> no, we had an opportunity that. to interview uh, Farmar, who in Vegas, Crazy. Uh, you know, former Laker. Go Lakers. Yeah. I know. There you go. It's, it's a, I was going to say, is it Clippers or Lakers? It's, it's, yeah, it's the long Clippers. No, that's still playing in 08 for the Lakers when we took them down, right? But, uh, yeah, yeah. But then, the, then the following year, remember that? Nine, yeah. Okay. <laughs> one per injury away, I will say. One per oh. injury away for that last game. Look, man, the oh, league is, nice, man. is so much better when the Lakers and the Celtics are good. Period. Yes. That, that's oh, the, that's the best rivalry in all of basketball, period, yeah. uh, with the history. Nick, I'm so sorry. Nick's not a huge sports um, guy. I'm, so I'm, we, here. I'm, a, I'm a Blazers <laughs> fan and a San okay. Francisco 49ers fan. So hey, it's my goal in that. life to find a guest that is a Niners fan. Hey, or a Blazers without, fan. without the Niners, there's no Brady. That's all I'm just going to say. That's there true you story. Fan, you know, that's it. So praise to the 49ers. I have a, I have a line. Uh, the only football line I've used to actually, I'm, don't let me lie. I did a TB12 line, but I also did a Jerry Rice line as well. There you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Praise are, to Jerry Rice. Are you guys fathers who um, let your children, when the time comes, at least when it comes to sports, follow their own path into fandom, or do you nudge them along as to what <laughs> you what daddy likes? I, I can tell you, um, with the eight year old boy, uh, let me just say this: I've coached his basketball team three times. Um, <laughs> uh, they got a cool thing out here where it's like a, it's like a typical recreation league, but it's more instructional and it goes all the way up to like fifth grade. And it's pretty cool. Uh, it's called I-9. I don't know if y'all heard of those, but the I-9 leagues, they're very instructional mm-hmm. and they really encourage like parent support. They have like the refs are part of the league. And then the coaches are kind of like extra pluses. It's not like you got crazy coaches. It's like parents who are coaches who are trying to help out. So I've got a chance to coach his soccer which I didn't play, uh, coaches basketball three times, which I play every day that I can. So you see the nudging there. And uh, he's tall. I'm like six, three and a half. So he's he, my wife is five, seven. My mother was five, two. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to be like six, five or something. He's huge. So, yeah, we nudge him a little towards basketball. And I, my wife and I just signed up for baseball for him, which starts in the fall finally because he missed that year, right, like a lot of kids. And um He'll be on the tail end. He'll be like one of the older kids this year, which is great because in basketball, he was one of the younger. He moved into the new age division and he's looking up like this, even being as tall as he was. So, yeah, I've nudged him. I love baseball. My <laughs> wife loves baseball. Her dad. So, yeah, we've gently <laughs> nudged. I like that expression. Give him the gentle, hey, you should check out uh, yo, the baseball. You know what? I could say honestly that I am completely against nudging unless it's nudging my daughter away from <laughs> UFC fighting and boxing. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, if she really, really, really Water wanted tea. to, I would change oh. my mind. But oh. what I do is I my, my unfortunately, my daughter, she's my 11 year old stepdaughter. She's like into uh, not much as, as far as sports go. So I've played basketball with her. She likes it. But what I did was I found she liked dancing. So she tells me she likes dancing. I'm telling her to study these videos, do this, this, that, watch yourself in front of the mirror. If she wanted to be a basketball player, I'd say, okay, you're going to take 500 
free throws. <laughs> you're going to do, you know, that's how I would facilitate yeah. it. Yeah, because you either get in or out. Like, you know what I mean? Don't waste your time doing something that you're just going to do for, as a hobby. And if you are going to do it as a hobby, let me know. But if you're serious about it, I'm going to set you up for success the best I know, you know, copying other successful people doing now, that thing. Now, thank you for that segue, by the way, as far as UFC <laughs> is concerned. Um, now, okay. what about watching are you cool with, I mean, once they get a little bit older in the violent, the violent sports, you cool with them watching UFC and boxing and whatnot? Absolutely, man. I grew up on Ken Shamrock. All right. UFC before when it first started back in the early 90s. What was that called? What, did they call it the UFC? No. UFC, right. What was it? It was something different back then. It oh, was. Oh, when yeah, when they yeah. were in the ninja suits and everything, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. that, that, so I grew up on it, but I would definitely, you know, it's again, it's all about as long as you're doing a great job and other things to say, look, you're not going to just go out and beat people up, you know? Right. If you, if you do parenting correctly and they can watch that <laughs> stuff. Now, if your kid is off the handle, you know, you might want to really think about letting yeah, this really guy watch Really back in, this. man. Yeah. Start off with some light jiu-jitsu and then move yeah. up to the steel cage. Right? Start with yeah, yeah. tennis. Watch tennis. So <laughs> my son does, uh, my son's a black belt in Taekwondo mm-hmm. and so is my That's wife. So um, when we moved here basically almost four years ago, four years ago now, um, the first thing they did was they, they wanted to do something together, you know, and uh, my wife had actually just lost her mom. We had moved her mom and her dad up to Boston with us. Our son is their only grandchild. So they, they like shifted their whole life from Northern Virginia up to live with us. They got their own apartment and they were like, you know, basically living with us, essentially not in the same house, but you get the idea. So that was their joy. My, our son, our son loves my, my, um, we, we call him mama JJ, my wife's mom. And so we moved them all the way up and, and, my father-in-law, of course, wanted to come back. You know, he didn't have a world up there um, other than us. And he's like, hey, I hope y'all join us. And so we, we, we did. That's what made us made the move from Boston because I didn't really want to go. And um, we went down and my wife was like, I need to do something, you know, with him. Like, you know, because she was going through that that time and she really wanted to do something bond with him. So she let him start out for a couple months and then she was like, hey, I think I'm going to do this with you. And they earned their black belts at the same time. So uh, I got to see the whole thing they, on Zoom too. Yeah, you did. <laughs> man. That was crazy. Man. So they, they're fighting, you know what I mean? They're sparring, going through it. COVID knocked a little bit of that down with the, with the you know, physical contact or whatever. But yeah, they've been sparring and fighting and doing that stuff. So uh, and then I watched, but, then I binged out on Cobra Kai. I'm like, absolutely. Oh, such a good show. <laughs> I love Cobra Kai. So, I, I no, I'm dad. telling I'm like, you Yo, though. Check this out. He was yeah. like, I'm not going to watch that. It's going to be corny. No, it walks no. that fine line. So and then, fine. And then name drop real quick. William Zapka, if you're watching this, we want you on. Oh man, I, w- I want to come on when he come, come on. on. So, so, I'll so, be like, hey, can I just stay in the corner and rap? Yeah, we'll pop up. Right? We'll pop up. Check this out. So I think <laughs> you no guys. Football. No football. I got to throw that out there. You can't. I can't let him do the football. He, we play every day in the in the driveway. He's got an arm like Brady. I'm, he's crazy. His arm is crazy. Catches one hand. Catches all the time. But I'm like, look, son, this is great. This is all fun and games. I might let you play tag right now, but sorry, can't let you strap in the helmet. I just, I, I can't do it. I'm I'm too wimpy to watch you get hit by other people. <laughs> oh, I know. That's that's so rough. Yeah. So by the time this particular episode that we're doing right now drops, I, I'm thinking it's going to be it's going to be much later in the air. We're so far ahead right now. So just yeah. be forewarned on that, you guys. But because of that, I can tell you everything I'm about to tell you without <laughs> risk of blowing it. All right? Yeah, right. So that guy right there, Nick, he in what is it? Three weeks? Yeah, Four weeks. September twenty first. So we're less than a month like two away. Two months ago, for all yes, people. Right, right. Yeah, three months <laughs> yeah. ago, maybe. Month, yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> is getting in in the ring in the octagon. No joke. A real fight against former UFC fighter Josh Berkman. 
What? It may not be an octagon. It's okay. going to be at 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, so I don't know if we'll get the octagon out. It's a figure of speech, man. Yeah. They're going to put you in a triangle around a circle. And, and, and the purpose yeah. of this whole Nick, thing. pretty dude, man. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to show okay, I, could, I, I see them shoulders, man. Wait, 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 I, I gotta do. hear this. I gotta hear this. What is, I know. I see. I see. He's on diesel. He's over there. I see. Yeah. I see what you're doing over there. But what were you saying? Well, I gotta hear the rationale. What so basically, like, I'm just kind of showing dads that are over 40, that are older, trying to keep up with their kids. Like, I have a, I have a one year old, and it's like the hardest thing ever trying to chase this little guy around. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start a fitness journey. I'm gonna do some crazy stuff. We're gonna film it. And then the Josh Berkman thing, I was in the midst of COVID. And I'm like, why don't you fly out? No, we'll do, we'll just fight. Like, he this. was literally sick as all hell with COVID <laughs> while we're doing a podcast with Josh Berkman, which, by the way, he hasn't still, dropped yet. It's completely safe. And so. he challenges him to a fight and it snowballed into let's do this thing and we'll, we'll do a TV pilot out of it. And we're going to film right. it. And and it's going to be like a documentary of what a day in the life of us. Yo, and, this is Nick. Crazy. That's incredible, man. Congratulations, bro. That's well, awesome. Don't yeah, congratulate him like, yet. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> if this airs, we might be like, yo, bad decision, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, but no, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day. It's about yeah, that, the no, journey and the job. fact that, yeah, that's you're going to chase something like that and make that happen. Absolutely. Well, understand right. that, the one that thing you I have look another at is, career and that you, you know, <laughs> this is where the moneymaker is, man. Like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I figure if Netflix picks it up, I, I can buy a house. Yeah. JP's going to be able to buy a house. You no, know, we got the theme song, bro. Let me, let me tell you. Yeah, we got the theme <laughs> we'll song. We got the, the theme song. Dude. Yo, yo, I'm telling you, we, we uh, I got a funny story, too, about Mickey. I'm from where Mickey Ward is from. And uh, my boy, Fee, I was in a group called X-Cow. And Fee did a, a a theme song for uh, for Mickey when he was doing a track with a shout out to my man Detention too, the uh, producer and Lowell. They did like his theme song, and literally when the movie was coming out, right? They said nah, they were going in like more in the rock direction, and they're like, ah, we can't really go with the rap stuff because Mickey wouldn't use that. And we're like, no, he actually came out to this song. Like this is the real <laughs> song Mickey came out to. But uh, my funny story is yo about UFC is y'all remember Kenny Florian? Um, can't say that I do. Fighter. All right, so so he's Massachusetts. Big time, like was in was in like all the title fights. Big name in, in UFC fighting. He went on to do announcing uh, for it. Real pretty dude, right? Um, now I was just thinking, Kenny Florian, just size wise, would have been more your style. But I'm just saying, I don't know your full <laughs> size, but I'm like, start small. Um, he's my neighbor. Like we were living in a townhouse sequence, and my wife, you know, we had three houses, three townhouses, right? It's like one, two, three, all attached. We're an end unit. Kenny's the end unit on the other side, and this dude's like big time celebrity fighter at the time. My wife one day, like I'm bringing out the trash and she's like, Hey, I'll go say hi to Kenny. And I'm like, Kenny, who? she's like, Kenny Florian. I didn't tell you he lives here. Cause my wife already had the place before me. I was living in an apartment in Cambridge. And we, I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I had no idea. Yo. So it was crazy. So that was my, uh, that my star cool. story with him. But nice. I, w- I was hosting UFC fights in, um, in medford like on the medford line once you go over we have this big uh actually in in lynn uh, it's the next town over there's a big uh club that used to be over there and um Lido's, and they would do all the ufc fights there and they were like hey can you organize some rap battles man Lito's for halftime and you'll battle some people with your freestyle skills or whatever and you know bring in some rappers to battle you kind of stuff and i was like how about this how about i rap halftime and I have them battle each other because it would look weird if I'm battling them or whatever. So we did that every every week for like a year. It was crazy. So we put hip hop oh, wow. in with the UFC fights. So it was a lot of fun. 
Nice. Yeah, so he is. I, I didn't get hit in the face, by the way, Nick. I'm just like, <laughs> there's no protect. No protect yeah, yourself, Nick, bro. He uh, gotta go for hosting. So, so yeah, I, I've been doing jujitsu for the last what three weeks, four weeks. Which, man, my my body is like hating me. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, weight training seven days a week, mountain biking, running, and MMA, boxing, and like striking and stuff. So. And he's lost. Was boxing your your first like what was your first like fight thing that you've done long term? What was that? Like your first fighting style? What did you box? Have you boxed I for a long time? For a long like, time when yeah, I was you young. look like a boxer, bro. I would yeah, not want to so get laid I, out with yeah, a hook. I figure if I could not get taken down and <laughs> yeah. not have to like do jujitsu or wrestle or whatever, mm-hmm. I might be able to hold my own for about two minutes. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, 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 Taking down is the big if though. That's in retrospect, maybe this should have been a boxing bout. Nick. Yeah, whatever, dude. It's all good. But you guys, <laughs> he has taken like, what is it? Parenting. 70 pounds, 60 pounds dropped, off? Yeah, I've dropped 70 pounds in the last what? four weeks. Oh, Yo, that's crazy. Good job. Four bro. weeks? Yeah. Four? So, uh, like no, you, no, no, sorry. Like no, it's, it's been uh, it's been how long since it's, I started like actually a year a ago while. he weighed two ninety two. Today he yeah. weighs I'm like two thirteen this morning. Yeah. So wow. So, Yo, I was like 13 two weeks ago, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so uh, he's killing it. So he's killing it. Me too. You should have fought me. That's my way. That's my way. <laughs> how, how tall are you, Nick? You would have done much you? better. Five foot I'm, nothing. I'm, like, I'm little. I'm fun size. I'm like five foot six, five seven. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just hit him with the left or right hook, man. That's, That's right. Actually, yeah, I, think, I think Josh him. is six two, so I think you should be bringing him to the floor five six, yo. You might have yeah. to advantage, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I'm I'm learning, man. I'm doing the you know I'm hey, doing that. You know, sweep, sweep, sweep the leg, bro. Sweep the leg. <laughs> That's right. I, I yeah. dude, I I've been binge watching Cobra Kai like crazy. I love that show. Man. Up down, yeah, no side side. Great show. And I, <laughs> I tweet out <laughs> William Zapka. I'm like, dude, I need I need some Stuff I need some carries help. Carries the show. Carries the show. Yeah, I'm like, I need help. Ralph Macchio? No, no, I need William Zapka. <laughs> I need you in my corner. Bro. ASAP. Please. I, the I, show. Think he dele- I think he actually deleted me on Twitter. I think he's like, what the hell? Who is this guy? <laughs> I, I stalked. Um, there's one one um stalked, actor I stalked that's great. Yeah, I I stalked. Uh, no, I do. I mean, I totally stalk him. Um, and in yeah. fact, you helped Jay because your brother made the logo of me. Oh, no. See, we we have the superhero vibe thing. We have caricatures of all of us. His, his, shout out to his brother who, who does a lot of our. City limits. Yeah, and his cousin too. Um, so th- we made like caricatures of everybody, right? And they turned me into Green Arrow. And so the dude who plays the Green Arrow, I'm like hitting him up, like, "Hey, check yeah. out the song where right? I mentioned you." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like waiting for that ad back, and uh, he ain't got around to it yet. I think. The- so far, the only one that's worked has been Tom Arnold, which is like, eh. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a little weird. I'm like, hmm. All right. That was a good episode. I don't care. That, that was the content in that. Still, if my dumbass had just not forgotten to hit record, oh, it was still it was still weird getting tweeted back by Tom Arnold. Though I'm like, all right. Hey, all I gotta say is true lies, man. Oh exactly. yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was. The, he made that movie. <laughs> I thought there was something special about that episode about the audio and the lack of visual. Like, so you hit, forgot to hit record. I literally, I think during our little pre-conversation before I got into the episode, uh, we just started ramble, 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 and I didn't do my checklist of stuff in my head that I, and a little list I got down. So I, uh, I recorded, I, I turned on all the audio, but I forgot to hit the uh, the freaking video yeah. for that and one. John, so defense, Tom oh, was like, he just I, would not stop talking to. It was just yak, yak, wow. yak. And I didn't catch it. I, th- <laughs> I thought it was like he had some stipulation in the rider, like, look. 
you can't get my face on. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish that, in fact, from here well, on he forward, that's exactly what happened. Speculation on what he should have said and what not, and what he should have not said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to oh, touch man. a little bit on uh, lyrical your your professor status and, and to everyone watching this and listening, this is not a name that was just given to him because he felt like it and sounded cool. You were actually legitimately professor at a college. Um, what is your, your major? You said you mentioned math and science and whatnot earlier. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the background of it all is I was, uh, I was from, like I said, I'm from Lowell, Massachusetts. I got to go to one town over to go to high school, which changed my life. Like my parents moved me from Lowell to Chelmsford where it was cool to be smart and cool. And I was like, made fun of at math when I was little. And I mean, real little, like first grade little, like sitting in little public schools. And I didn't know the answer and I got teased. Right. And I didn't, so behind the scenes, I was asking my mom and dad to help me like figure out some way I could do this. My dad's a military guy. He was real strict with the drills, like we're doing it wherever he could, but it was mostly my mom as like a reward. Like imagine most kids want candy. I was like, can we do flashcards if I'm good kind of thing? You know, <laughs> she's like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So literally like working on math behind the scenes, but didn't have like a, a place to use it. It wasn't really the cool thing yet. You know what I'm saying? And when I got to go to Chelmsford, cool became smart, became cool. You know, it became a little more sexy to be a math dude as opposed to just a rapper. Granted, I was a rapper all through high school and college or whatever. But when I, I did get to go to college at UMass Lowell, which was like achieving the dream for me to go to university of Massachusetts at Lowell, got out with a, a, a business degree they threw me in accounting. They were like, what are we going to do with this guy who's good with numbers? Hey, go do accounting. This is what they do with a lot of people. I'm bored stiff. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do accounting. This, that's plus and minus. I, give, me, give me something, right? So I had economics, loved it. Uh, my majors were marketing and economics. And so that was like, okay, cool. I can market with the music and economics will be dope. I had a professor. I liked him. Started asking about what he was doing. Back in my mind, I'm like, I think I could do this one day. Didn't really want to tell anybody, you know what I'm saying? Because it sounded so crazy. Yeah, I'm going to be a rapper who's a professor. And little by little, um, I started, you know, increasing the, the the resume, you know, in terms of um, what speak, I was performing at colleges, speaking at colleges, and people like, yo, I start putting the bug in my ear, like you could, you could potentially, you know, do this if this is what you want to do, you know. Took a couple sidetracks or whatever, but bottom line is, uh, Lowell High School uh, was hiring for a math instructor, and um, I lived in Lowell at the time, and and right across the street from the high school. They ended up hiring me. They figured a rapper would reach the kids in the city that were having difficulty adjusting to the mainstream environment of a very big high school, 4,200 kids at the time. And so they started the, the kids late at 10 in the morning. And we had a community college across the street. And so they started the kids late because these we were teaching the kids who were having difficulty, meaning like the, the school, these kids were trying to drop out. Basically, they were gang involved, court involved. A lot of people just having a lot of difficulty in their lives. And so we created an alternative program for it. And I signed up to be like, yo, I want to do that. So I was doing that, teaching at 10. Meanwhile, one of the ladies in my program tells the community college across the street, hey, we got this guy who's, who's a math and business guy. And I know you got a math opening. You should check him out. He does hip hop and here's his name shown in the articles and stuff. So they hired me pretty much sight unseen. I walked into one interview. They hired me. And now, quote unquote, I'm college professor, right? With just a bachelor's degree. Fast forward, I start taking extra classes that the high school is paying for one class at a time, a long time, right? Because they only paid for like one class at a time. I get my master's in math and then I start applying at all the schools in Boston. And now I'm in the papers more and more as a rapper who's got a degree and who's teaching whatever. And it's almost like a novelty at that point. But I'm like still thinking I want to be a real you know, college professor. So now I had the master's. I was Massachusetts is like what 
Nashville is for, for country music, it is for colleges. It is a college on every corner. So I moved down from, from Lowell to Cambridge, right in the thick of the stuff. So I'm doing music and I'm teaching at like 10 different places. So Northeastern hired me. Um, they took a chance on me without a doctorate. And, and when they interviewed me, they were like, hey, we're going to take this chance on you to hire you as a math professor for this uh, first year cohort program that they have, which is amazing. And they said one condition, we're going to need you at some point to apply to one of our doctoral programs and get in and get a doctorate. So I got my doctorate paid for through Northeastern. And uh, yeah, now I, I teach as an associate professor at the University of the District of Columbia uh, Mathematics. And I'm also the director of faculty development um, for, we have a community, we offer two-year degrees uh, as well in the university. And so for all the faculty that are in the two-year degree programs, I'm the point person for faculty development. So I help them put like hip hop sometimes in the classroom, a little bit of like hip hop uh, into your lesson plans. But it's not just that. It's like invigorating the pedagogy and trying to get people to teach more relevant, make it student centered and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's been my journey, man. Bro, smart son bitch right there. <laughs> and I love how you said you're a rapper uh, who's also a professor, not a professor who's also a rapper. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, not right there. It tells me, I mean, you got, you got, you got two major passions, man. But I think that other, yeah. the major passion <laughs> is, uh, is uh, spitting out lyrics, isn't it? Yeah, man. Jay, tell him what I say, man. Jay, yeah, Jay yo, knows he, it. I, um, it definitely was my paradigm shift when he, he said that to me and he was like, Jay, you're an MC whose side hustle is the postman. That's it. You know? And when I, when I started changing that philosophy around, I was like, man, cause I never told anybody I rap, especially at the workplace. Cause I came from a fidelity investment background. We don't mix anything but fidelity in there. Right. We don't do no side hustle. So that corporate training kind of taught me in and I carried it into my adult life. And um, then as soon as I switched, it was like, wow, freeing, you know, yo, I'm an MC, you know what I'm saying? But I work with the post office as my side hustle. Yeah. You know, it's, I joke uh, about it's it, a good but feeling, man. I joke about it, but I say it to quote all the time. I'm like, that little nuance that you caught, I say it all the time. And, I, you know, if I'm doing even faculty development, I got to do faculty development tomorrow, actually, for our entire college. Mm-hmm. I run it from right here, sitting right here. We're doing it because it's virtual. Today we had in person, but tomorrow it's virtual for all those same faculty. And when we have a guest or whatever, I actually... I lead with that. I say, look, I'm I'm an MC, I'm a rapper, and my side hustle is I'm also an associate professor of mathematics who does faculty development. And they all laugh, and I'm like, no, I'm no, dead I'm... up serious. This <laughs> right? Is, this, yeah. is, this is <laughs> this is how we all need to think. Like what you love, like you guys doing this. Like if this is what you love and do, lead with it, and the let the world follow and understand what you take seriously. They will follow suit if you put that you know passion into it. And a lot of our, I think, our faculty or people that are miserable with their jobs. You know, I rap about that a lot, too. It's like like we go through these preconceived notions like Jay was saying. We all do that. We sort of entrap ourselves thinking that we can't be our authentic selves. And then we're miserable because we're not doing it or finding a way to put mm-hmm. them together. So I, I say when I speak and perform all the time, find a way to take that thing, that other thing that you do that you really love. If it's not your main thing, how do you incorporate them in? Literally me, I put them in my name, you know, so you have no other choice but to say professor and maybe inquire about it but you got to be intentional with it. life's too short you know we got to got to figure out a way to live out our passions in a, in a way that makes sense for us you know in any of your uh your guys's music is there anything close to reggae you know the, the track we just did jay uh, the funny one, the one that we just uh sent in that one where i was doing the, the tommy 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, yeah. I, I used to do uh, a lot of like chanting, like you know, but uh, with a little touch of the accent. But, but um, that's not, you know, that's not really what I did. I was, I was on a cruise boat rapping, and the group was from Haiti, and they were, everything they were doing was like Jamaican reggae and all. Right. I like, Yo, I love, I love that. Like, and I rap real fast, so it kind of lends itself to it, but not. Not hardcore. It's not well, what we do hardcore. Yeah, I have, I shout out to my man, Koki Man, though. There's a, I got a, I got a, it's common, guys, because I have a whole host of uh, producers and MCs from Africa, and I definitely want to challenge myself. I feel like I could, and I know Pro definitely could. We just, uh, we we really are stepping outside of our box right now where we're testing all of our boundaries, where we're doing stuff that, you know, we normally wouldn't think of, you know. Mm-hmm really acoustic more music. time on our hands right yeah. well the yeah, reason you know just really breaking it out to reach reach the masses on different levels not outside of just the regular stereotypical hip-hop head right you know we want to be able to we did have out. our a guest on our show his name is kokimon and he was on my first solo album uh my okay. album when i just went by lyrical the album was called infinity with all eyes and kokimon was on two tracks he's unbelievable uh reggae artist but uh i left i left the real work to him the reason i ask i have a uh um my side hustle, which is actually what I do and what I love and what I've done for the last 20 years of my life is I work in radio. And about a year and a half ago, I left corporate radio and started my own thing. Um, that thing actually was started way prior to me leaving radio. I just didn't tell them all that. But I got a radio station. It's called Pirate Radio, P-Y-R-A-T-E Radio. Um, basically, if you go to the Caribbean or you're cruising in South Florida or you're drinking something in a tiki bar in that region of the world, and the music playing on the speakers in the background in that tiki bar, that's pirate radio. Lots of reggae, lots of Buffett, mm. lots of island music, lots of, you know, island feel country. Yeah, yeah Bottom yeah, line, the yeah. reason I ask is if you guys have a track, I'll put it on my radio station, man. You guys will be in rotation tomorrow. Oh, I appreciate it, man. But you're making it happen. My wife is from St. Thomas, bro. So, my, you know, my baby's half Caribbean. There you right, go. Yeah. We're about to you send <laughs> it go. to me, man, and we'll I will put you in Absolutely. rotation. I won't even listen to it first. I'm just, it's in. <laughs> it's gotta be good. No, so I'll make sure to be on point. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it right for you, baby. We'll that's, that's how I that's how I really started taking it seriously because we ha- I did a, a cruise to Bermuda and uh out of Boston. Boston, you know, it's pretty cold, obviously, and but they would do cruises to um all the way to October. Um that's about when they'd stop, <laughs> you know, in, in Boston and they'd leave and they'd go to um, uh, like Bermuda every week, you know. And so I hit it off with the band after we performed and we did a bunch of shows with them. And every weekend I'd meet them. They'd get off the boat and I'd meet them and we'd record. Sometimes we'd be like a guitar center, taking them to uh, stores or whatever. And we work on songs in between week to week. And then the next time I'd go, I ended up doing three. And, you know, I'd go on another one and perform with the band or whatever. And so, yeah, incorporated a lot of reggae that way. So that was that was real dope. And I, in fact, Jay and I were just talking today about I'm putting it on paper now. JP. We're working with, too. And I was like, <laughs> yo, these tracks are all like island field tracks. These are so great. Feel good tracks that yeah. like, we're working on with another guy right now. And uh, I know it's funny. That's funny that that just came up, bro. We were just saying that. Yeah. yeah. So, Universe man, that. stars are aligning. I'm telling you. Yes, sir. It's crazy I, how things I work. I agree with a hundred percent. You know, <laughs> law of attraction. What you put, what you put out, is what you get back. Change your thinking, change your outcome. You know, and for for a long time, I think that the like minded individuals that I've been meeting, we've all been thinking this way, and finally, it's all coming together, and we're all meeting each other. You know, the strong, yeah. the pull is strong right now. 
when you, you put know, in the so. work and whatever you do, like, you know, when you grind and you work hard and, and Nick, I know that's your philosophy here and you, you know, enough and, and knowing some of that, but when you put in the, I think it's all of us, when you put in the work and you're committed to something, it may not happen immediately, but you just stay consistent with it. If you really bring joy to it and you appreciate and, and like doing the work and you actually find satisfaction in it, you, your mentality becomes like a master craftsman at some point, you know, you really appreciate that craftsmanship in all areas. Like I, I was watching this documentary years ago. I saw the movies like eight years ago. It was about a dude eating, well, not eating, but making sushi, right? It was called Jiro loves sushi. I think, right. It was, this dude was in Japan, like four star Michelin, three star Michelin kind of restaurant kind of thing in like a, what looked like a subway shop. And I'm fixated on this movie and I'm telling everybody about it. And they're like, I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm like, the reason I love it is because this dude is just a master craftsman of sushi. I don't care what it is. I'm attracted to, to someone try to you know strive for excellence. And you put a bunch of people like that in the same room. Usually good things happen. It might not happen that same day, but you stay consistent with it. Have faith mm-hmm. in it, man. Good things can happen. So it's, hey, it's five feet from gold, man. If you know that story, it's the same thing. You know, that's you definitely what's digging. happening with that cast for sure. Like we yeah, surrounded absolutely. ourselves with an amazing team and it's all starting to come together. So it doesn't hurt that we have some kick-ass guests. That's right. <laughs> on the show as well, though. We're going to have y'all on our show when you, I know you, you, you're tied up. So whenever you get a chance. Oh, man, say the word. Out. We'd be happy to make it happen. <laughs> hey, Nick, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Want that no, I was just going to say our show looks like this. It's just a little less formal. <laughs> not that y'all formal i don't find y'all formal at all but i'm sitting in the death star man how this is not formal oh absolutely what's up is that remy what's up that's remy hi remy you how are you you should care how you stay you said how are you i'm good you know i can do the same thing Wow! Ooh, naked Barbie. Okay, is that is that a naked? Come on now, get out of here. Put bad Barbie. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna have to blur that out so we don't get canceled. Uh, no, here, I'll, I'll change it up just for for pro here. Here you go. Oh, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I understand. No, I understand. The Las Vegas Raiders. Still, my my mom. You know, she's thrilled. She's in Vegas now. That's my dad had a. Uh, condition from an accident he had a long time ago. They told him, hey, when you get older, you got to be in a place with that dry heat, right? You got to be no humidity. Get right. To Boston, right? Head out there. So my mother was like packing the bags like as soon as they possibly could. The problem is, and it, um, it was right before my son was born, like a year before. So they moved out. Like they didn't know, hey, we're going to have a baby. You know what I mean? So they moved out there. And now they're like, oh, like what are we going to do? But they are now, by extension, Raiders fans as well, and uh, it's still weird for me, man. It's still weird. It's it's crazy. Days. I'm mm-hmm. I'm heading to Vegas. What is it's Tuesday, uh, and two more days. I'm going back to Vegas again because my son, his 11th birthday was three week, two weeks ago, and his main gift, well, not main gift. I I hate saying that. One of his gifts was tickets to SummerSlam, WWE wow. in Allegiant okay. Stadium. So, by the are way, you, if you still have a connection, nudging, to, are you gently nudging the child? <laughs> oh, he's no, he's dude. He's he loves it. I mean, he he'd sit on the couch when I was when he was a baby. Well, that happened. Watch it, yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Nerd in disguise, dude. I ain't, I ain't lying, dude. I was all about the Hulk Hogan when I was little. I was taking pictures of my son on the floor watching David Ortiz hit Homer after Homer. When right. we won the world championship when he was like, born, right? Like, there we go. Yo, crazy. <laughs> yes. Gentle nudging, man. 
That was WrestleMania three, man. I was gosh, seventh grade, sixth grade. I don't know right about there, but that's what started it. But no, it turns out. um, Got to sneak it in where you can. We've got a friend who has uh, season tickets, uh, 50 yard line. He owns the seats. Um, They're like 10 rows up, 50 yard line, Allegiant Stadium. And he gets every event that comes through that stadium. He has tickets for because he owns the seats. And I'm like, oh, SummerSlam's coming to coming to Vegas. Called him up, and he's like, I'm not going. You can have them. So, well, I had to buy them, but wow. uh, which is fine. Wow. Brian Lindsay, totally cool. Thank you once again. Um, bought the tickets and told my boy, and we're driving out there, and oh, it's going to be amazing. Like 50 yes, yard line, pretty close, good seats. SummerSlam. Never been to a pay per view before. He's what going to lose his mind. What would those sell for? Just curious. Like, what, what do we think those would go for? Th- those well, ones, they're not floor seats per se for because you know for for wrestling you want to be right you know up on the ring um but those particular tickets last thing i checked were like six seven hundred bucks a pop yeah but for two yeah you're talking yeah it's twelve thirteen hundred bucks yeah, so i have four of them and yeah we're, we're i'm taking the mother-in-law too it was the mother-in-law's gift to wow. to him which is great wow. she That's she's a huge wrestling fan she actually cool spurred this thing on She's like, do you want to go to SummerSlam? I'm like, do I want to go to SummerSlam? <laughs> Let me make a phone call. And I uh, made a phone call, talked to my guy. We got the tickets, and we're on our way. Yeah, Speaking my, of, my, now this is leading into lyrical. Real, by the way, my son uh, asked me if it's real. It's yeah, absolutely like real. It's, it's real. just like, scripted. It <laughs> it's planned out. We know. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, yeah, happen to, <clears throat> wink, wink, uh, have any connections to John Cena these days? Because I'm going to well, be I in mean, town. <laughs> you, 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 you put me on the spot. We might have to make some things happen. You know, make some make some things. You know, it, it's funny. Mass is a very small community. Everybody's one person away from everything. It's small in general, right? And so in hip hop, like if, if anybody raps in Mass, we either know them or we know like one person removed from them. And uh, back when when I was doing when I was first starting to do my solo material, uh, as opposed to those groups I was talking about. I was also promoting shows and I had to because nobody else was doing it. And it was just like one of those things where you had like an inch of connections or whatever, even using the university stuff I was doing. That, that's a venue for some people. And one thing led to another. And I was pretty much the main promoter of hip hop for about three or four years in Boston. So mm. it, one thing led to another. That's how it was doing the, the fighting ones. I was talking right. about all those opportunities. They just show up on your lap and, because of that, it's it's allowed me to have a pretty good network of people that I know and stuff there. But now being, you know, now I'm a few feet removed these days. So it's always, you know, you got to call someone and do what you had to do. But uh, back in the. Uh, I have no problem name dropping. You know, it's gotten us uh, lots of places. So, hey, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, complain one bit if I got a phone call on, you know, Friday night, Saturday, and you said you need to take your son to a certain place <laughs> at a certain time. And he walked in. Hey, hey, yeah. Forget the camera. <laughs> My boy is a big John Cena mark, so he, As he should be. He As would he, be. he it that would I've probably been make John my Cena life really seeing my boy smile like that. But it's crazy because John Cena, like John Cena. twenty years ago, I'm looking at John Cena going, "How is this guy not like massively huge in terms of all the other stuff he's doing in terms of like acting, and stuff right? Now you know music and all that. Knowing that he raps, yo, he's a real rapper. Yeah, like, he is not. Nice. Yeah, he's not just like somebody who kind of right. He really raps, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like. Dude, raps, acts, is who he is. You know, obviously wrestling, but it's like, how is that dude not huge? And now you finally see it. Okay, I like saw they're getting it. I saw a preview. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it on Hulu for one of his new movies. It's not even out yet. It comes out in like a week. In fact, it might have dropped today. A uh, vacation friends. 
Yeah, I think I did see I where it's completely it, like the opposite family guy, family man persona that you feel in John with John Cena. And I cannot wait to see that because he's yeah, yeah, yeah. playing the role of that total scoundrel friend who gets you in trouble type thing. I did see. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Too. Too. Good yeah, stuff. Hey, Nick. Yeah. If you do get to meet John Cena, yes. FaceTime me because I will throw down the challenge. You want to fight John Cena too? I have no shame. How about, okay, I will throw down a bench press challenge with John Cena for you, okay? Because after the after the SmackDown that Berkman's probably going to lay on you, yeah, I don't think you need to be getting punched anymore, man. No, John Cena will just throw. I think, honestly, you and I should fight for charity. You might need to raise some money for charity. That's what I'm saying. Like how many minutes you go. Like every every second is like a hundred dollars or something. That's right. Yeah, I would go seconds. I wouldn't even go minutes. Seconds. (laughs) You go forty seconds. That's respectable. Track and field. We'll call we'll call it eight seconds. It'll be like bull riding. I say this with I say this with basketball. Like our our main connection is Celtics. I've done a lot with Celtics. Like a lot of stay in school events and rap with them and do a lot of stuff, right? So it's kind of like you with where you're sitting. You know, it's like how I am with Celtic games. Not quite on the floor, but pretty close all the time, right? Second row, third row, that kind of stuff. And because of, like, the whole – you see a lot of people come into the Celtic games. You see a lot of the stars and the celebrities and come in and whatever. And I always think about this with with what I want my – like, I'm, I'm kind of veering off this, but what I want my son to s- support the Celtics. And the answer is pretty much – yeah, right. The Celtics, they're in the community. They're doing good things. They're helping people. They're doing the, you know, raising money for charity kind of thing. I say to people, like, I'm always thinking, like, hey, what if they had some kind of event where they take rappers out and just in a real game, like almost like halftime, they call a timeout or something, and they do this event where you see if a normal human like me, I play a lot of basketball, right? I put out there that there's no way a normal human like me who even plays a lot of ball could dribble that ball up to half court, just covered one-on-one by someone and not get that ball taken from me. Like, I know I'm going to get that ball stripped from me, but I think if I can make it 10 seconds and get over the line without losing the ball, I, I think I need like 10 grand. That's the charity event I want to see. You just got to stick your hiney out, bend the back, and keep the ball up front and just <laughs> yeah, keep backpedaling. Yeah. Easy, man. Yeah, right. I don't think it can happen. Then Garnett I comes just, around. Bink. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I'm try- yeah. What I'm trying to say nicely is, even though I'm not ready for my son to see the ultimate fighting kind of stuff, I'm yeah. trying to say, if you can stay in the ring for 30 seconds, right? And like, that's equivalent to me being able to get the ball up to half court. Like, 30, 40 seconds, that's mm. maximum respect. <laughs> you can yeah, do that. I'm giving, if I can I get the ball myself, to half court, obviously. I have a two-minute goal. So if I if I can go two minutes, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. You need a, if you, you can do two minutes, you need to really think about like going further. I mean, that would be serious. my wife already said no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding yeah. ding, towelin. Yeah, she's like, no. This is not going to be a Kevin James scenario. We've touched it on that like earlier. That conversation about hey babe, can I get a motorcycle? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Hey, I want to bring up some real tra- a transition for you guys. <laughs> So we have two great dads, Dr. Shaw and my man, uh, Jay, JT's Pops, who we have them coming on our show in two weeks, right? Not this Friday, but the following. Mm-hmm. They have four children. One's 14, which is JT's Pops' kid. He's 14 years old, a producer. He hand makes beats. He's coming on the show. Crazy. We have a 15-year-old DJ, 21-year-old artist, and a 12-year-old content creator, bro. Mm. All coming um, on. on uh, all that'll coming be on the Pro Quo Show. So look it up. Yeah, on the Pro, pro Quo Show. show. And yeah. where can yeah, yeah. everyone watching this um, check out the Pro Quo Show? And disclaimer, you're not allowed to go check it out until you finish this episode. But Absolutely. 
Absolutely. We do save uh, it to the end. We, you know, we made a tiny URL because like we have the embarrassingly small YouTube following because we just created it out of nowhere, right? So 72 character extension, you know. It's like <laughs> we talk about this all the time. It's like he's an artist, I'm an artist, pro quo is an art. We got the Instagrams, you got a million things to promote. And it's like Ugh. we tried to make it real simple where we stream it to our Facebook, to my LinkedIn page. It's we're on a network called Hip Hop Citizen. So if you go to hiphopcitizen.com, you can see all the old episodes. That one will probably be there by now. And um, that's the network that carries us that we're on. But it's also our individual Facebook pages. Mine is slash Professor Lyrical. His is J. Cruz with the JC spelling. But we have a tiny but where URL. we want you to go. Tinyurl.com <laughs> slash the Pro Quo Show. That's, that's what we that's really it. need to start sending. All right. And I'll, I will link that below for everyone watching. For everyone listening, you are uh, served to your memory. Only when we're done watching this episode. Yes, That's exactly. Hey, Nick, did you happen to write down a fast five today? I did not. You did not. <laughs> you didn't do a fast five. Not. You had one job. I came home from the jam. I know. Oh, Sorry. I, I, I can give you a fast 30 second uh, acapella. I mean, I can give Ooh. let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. You can even go, you know what? The my, the conscious yours. Professor I'll Lyrical, everyone. Here we go. Yeah, I'm going to try oh. to give you something. I know Jay probably have something too, but I'm going to give you something about um, being a dad, actually, kind of fitting um, yeah. spoken word piece. I wrote when my son was almost turning two and I was still pushing him in the carriage. And uh, this is this is, uh, this is how it goes. Let me try to define masculine. That's pushing my baby's carriage a quarter to four to the corner store to try to buy child aspirin. Afterwards, giving a bath to him, not only when mommy gets traveling, but part of my everyday song and dance, I'm loving the chance to Splash with him, <laughs> beatboxing a rap with him, counting or doing math with him. I tackle him like most dads, but really love him whenever I nap with him. Going to music class with him, but my greatest satisfaction is perhaps just looking after him, putting myself after him, knowing that I was inadequate before him, sort of an average version of a person living his life with little purpose, but not doing it all on purpose or saying I ever felt worthless. I just wasn't aware of what it really meant to be living a life of service. Cause now I'm more compassionate, more concerned than activists before I go to war for the cause. But now I'm much more pacifist. Cause what has happened is now that I am a parent, things that I never saw before are now much more apparent. Love you, honey. What'd I tell you, Nick? Dude. Right? Right? Oh, wow. Skills. Yeah, thank you. Skills. So good. All right. Thank you. Cruz, you're muted. Uh, you're on, you're on, you're Cruz, on, you're muted. But it's probably dope. I Whatever did that with my elbow. So hot. He's like, I got to I got to shut the mic down. Yeah. I was saluting. I was saluting you, man. I was saluting uh, you. That I, you know, just an incredible man. Uh, so I'm going to spit this verse, though. Yo, you create your own fate. See, remind myself I'm only good as what my tapes be. Been rhyming over rhythms for a while. It's one take B. Dialing up the FaceTime, the purest MC. Wilding over here, surviving presidency. Lifestyle changes off of things we can't see. You all covered up, I'm unclothed, all free. 9-1 to currently, my son's the energy. Physical flaws testify the best breed. Intervals, pause, time to keep it OG. My essence too deep, no sleep, too identical. Forgot, unique, lost sight of the general. You hear crews and go to church all week. Rain fire over each one of these beats, no cheat. Hip-hop election here. Pro told me that my lyrics like the best of years. Say cheers. cheers that's, that, that's his favorite verse yeah. on the album. I had it. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, guys. 
You got some talent, man. And I'm so proud and honored that you guys came on this show today. Can you believe it? We are like way over time. Yeah, I knew it would happen with you guys. There are times we're going to go 25 minutes, maybe 32, two hours. We never do that on our show. We say every week we're ending it. We we go nine to 10 30. We say every week. Um, yeah, we're going to try not to go to 11, right? Because that's where we push it to. The show after it starts at 11. Right. Yeah, we go, we go to like 10.58, like on the regular. <laughs> like, this week, though, Jay, this week, we're stopping. Three weekends in a row, we've been 10.30. Um, we've been good. We were, we're like 10.38, I think, this week. 10.45, All right, but that's what's better. Yeah, man. Two. All right, yeah, everybody anyway. check them out. The Pro Quo Show. Jay Quo Cruz, Dr. Professor Pro. Lyrical, Professor Lyrical. Thank you so much for coming on Dadcast. Uh, we, we, um, I would like to, I'd like to do another one with you guys much sooner than later because I feel like with this whole episode, we really didn't touch too much on your journey as a father. Uh, we mm. just, we, like I said, we went off the rails and then, it, and that's fine. This is an amazing episode and I'm stoked, but I, yeah. I want more. I need more from you guys. Um, I want to touch on, you know, your parenting skills mm. and, and, and how you guys do things. And, you know, some of the stories that go along with that, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, all that. Uh, so it, it's going to be a pro quo part due coming up. If that's cool with you guys, you guys want to just book it right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying. Definitely. How about Put September it in the pages. How about what? what? He's got the date. What, what September you got? 28th. Can September you guys do that? 28th. Done. Uh, All right. He's like done. I was like looking. but he's like <laughs> You guys want to do a two o'clock? We're going to move whatever's in the way, right? That's okay. You guys want to do noon or, or two o'clock? Let's do the, the two o'clock. That's five okay. hour time, right? All right. There you yeah. go, party people. Yeah, that's perfect. We're, we're booking them again. You might get them twice in season five. Um, and I think it'll be very, very well worth it because I, I, I got questions. I got more questions. And Nikki, you know, by the way, the fast five, it's five fast, fast questions <laughs> that pertain to just random questions like, you nothing, know, nothing, what's, nothing what's your favorite condiment to go on a taco? Just going on yes, right now, so. of course. Yeah. Regular stuff. So we will, we, will, we will touch on all of that again real, real soon. Again, gentlemen, uh, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and we hope to talk to you. Not hope to. We're going to talk to you soon because it's yeah, already been right. settled. That's right. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. All right. All right. So and hey, yeah, keep training dads. hard, baby. Thank keep guys. training hard. Yeah. In September 28th, we'll have results for you. So if he's, you know, right. wearing, you know, headgear or he may be doing the show from <laughs> a hospital bed, like this you'll, this, he's like, you'll know. <laughs> well, yeah, I probably won't be in a hospital bed. But, Two uh, minutes. That's 120 <laughs> seconds. That's all it is, you man. Got you got it. I just got to run around. Yeah, dance. Where we're going to fight is a big square. So if I just run a little bit faster than Berkman, I'm good. Yeah. I think you come out look scary at the beginning. That's you know right. what I mean? Like maybe yeah. throw a punch or two, and then it's, then it's all back. Exactly. Just <laughs> bam. Oh, whoop. <laughs> you should get you, YouTube Josh Berkman when we're done here. And I think he holds one of the records for fastest knockouts in UFC history. No, um, like the fastest choke out. Oh, oh that too. <laughs> yeah. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I decided you to gotta come out like this. You gotta come scary. out like this. Right? <laughs> come out with your neck protected. You know, protect your neck. Wu-Tang. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, boys. Thank you again so much for having us. We really appreciate do appreciate it. you. Absolutely. And we'll be talking to you to get a, you on our show as well. Yes. We're Let's in. Sign me up. Everyone so, checking this out, of course, uh, like, subscribe, comment, do all that good stuff. Uh, check us out on all our socials. It's DadCast2020. Um, if this is three or four years into the future, that may have changed, uh, so just be forewarned. And uh, again, pro quo, Jay Cruz, Professor Lyrical, thank you guys for coming on. We'll see all of you next week. See it. Thanks. Bye, guys.